I can honestly sit here and say that I didn't really expect, even though I hoped, I didn't expect to get to a point where we would have guests on this show. I feel incredibly lucky today to present to you a conversation that I had with composer Jack Foreign. Jack and I connected through Reddit while I was promoting the podcast over there. And even though he lives on the other side of the world in London, we've been able to connect and talk about our struggles around creativity and developing the toolbox to get through those struggles and to break down those barriers. And I invited him to come on the show to hopefully connect with you so you know that you aren't alone. And it's not just me over here preaching these things in a promotional way, but in a practical way. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jack Ford. Jack, welcome. Thank you so much for making this happen and enjoying the the struggle with me of making it happen. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself, your name, what you do, um, maybe what it is that you want to do in the future, kind of what you're moving toward, and what got you started. Okay. So my name's Jack Foran. I'm living in London. I think of myself mainly as a composer, but I think like a lot of people just want to be as pretentious as it sounds, just want to be an artist in general. So many avenues of that I want to explore. Um, yeah, that's that's how we came in contact, reaching out about this, this same, you know, the artistic struggle we're all going through. Um, yeah, that's that's me, I think. All right. So, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that briefly. Um, Shameless promotion on Reddit for me, trying to get the ball moving on the podcast. Excuse me. And you actually reached out. Right. We got to talking. Do you want to do you want to cover that a little bit? How that went? Yeah. So it's it's interesting to look at it now, having. It's been a few weeks, I think, since we initially spoke, and I feel like I'm kind of a different place. At, at that point, I was in a real low ebb with productivity and creativity, and it's funny, it's super frustrating. Reddit seemed like a useful place to find creatives, hopefully interact with someone, find some collaborators maybe, I don't know. And yeah, just stumbled on your podcast which did speak to me felt like you were talking directly to me about things i was doing even though we're on the other side of the world and yeah just just wrote a big long rambling message complaining about all my well my my situation my procrastination my doubts and yeah it was weirdly cathartic and i didn't necessarily expect a response even um or definitely not to end up doing this 
but the process of doing this talking about over the last few weeks it's even that has been has been really helpful i feel in a slightly different frame of mind now and i think yeah that's what we're hoping to talk about today is sharing this stuff makes a big difference getting some getting a different perspective yeah and yeah. actually going through and trying to set this up helped us kind of discover a topic right yeah yeah exactly yeah because it was so so broad we could have talked about anything but this this process itself has become the topic which is yeah pretty meta in its own way but it's interesting and yeah I'm, i found it really helpful i gotta admit like when you first reached out i geeked i was like yes <laughs> like, like i if i'm you know being like a human service worker here uh in my quote unquote professional life my nine to five if you will uh you know the motto is always if you can make a difference to anybody even for a minute you don't know like the butterfly effect of what that could be you know you can say you know, uh, you could hold the door for somebody and who knows what that does for their day. Right. So when you yes. kind of reached out, I was like, I did it. That was the one person I've succeeded, you know? And I was like, I was so stoked. Um, and then we get to talking and, you know, like kind of just hit it off. And we, we've talked a couple of times since then, um, even just doing this and it's been incredible. I think both ways, it's a bit of a two way street, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I've been inspired by you. You've kind of moved on from the low point ebb that you were in, right? I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I feel so much more positive now, and that's, that's this has been a big part of it. It's been good, and and so yeah, to talk about that to cover the topic, I you know on headcanon, I like to like identify the problem and then name the tool, right, and then kind of develop whatever that skill is to pull out of the toolbox when you have that problem. So the problem that you were initially having was that, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'm going to let you take over, but you were kind of stuck and procrastinating for a while, right? Yeah, no, no, that's, that's definitely it. Just too many, too many options, too many doubts, too many worries about how things might be perceived and just kind of led to, to not really doing any of them and yeah i think that's the that's the core of it is that doubt and worry about what you're doing rather than actually making something doing it for yourself but yeah, yeah. because such a, such a big part of it is sharing it right yeah yeah absolutely it's been weird for me lately i've been messing with more color grading stuff and trying not to over stylize right uh trying to make color that's more accepted by like a wider audience if you will with lighting and, and the color grade and in doing that i've i've made all of these beautiful images that i'm never going to share with anybody which is incredibly frustrating because it's like well i made art now i'm going to share it and it's like well there's no value in this to anybody so i shouldn't be sharing it right because i think such a big part of it is the desire to provide value as well and not just like ship out your art for immediate self-gratification 
because uh, that's a bit masturbatory. Like <laughs> just to stroke your own ego and be like, look, I have made things, praise me, <laughs> right? Because then sure. you end up in a very weird place where now you're expecting the praise. So when people don't, you end up back where you started, which is that self-doubt and that self-loathing and that weird, that's a tangent. Anyway, uh, yeah, no. And yeah. Even, so when we chatted initially, um, we both kind of rambled a bit and and we came up with some ideas for you and, and it was great um and ultimately like the topic of conversation that we kind of landed on was peer collaboration and and maybe it not looking like what you would expect peer collaboration to look like because we've never collaborated we don't have a project in the works together or anything right. right but we've we've managed to uh talk through mutual struggles and find uh, out of the box solutions based on, you know, your line of thinking versus my line of thinking and just getting that extra set of eyes or if you. Will, yeah. If you yeah. Will. That, that's a good way of putting it. I think that's, that's so much of it is what I was wrapped up in is losing perspective, losing objectivity on what you're doing. This is stuff, you, you know, whether it's making music or films or whatever it's, generally because we're passionate about it and we love whatever this art form is you get so wrapped up in it and i've had a, a collaborator i work with we make music together doing it for about 10 years and we work well together we bounce ideas off each other but we're we're entangled in the art in just the same way so neither of us really have a clear picture of it so we hit the same walls at the same time and speaking to someone else about it and just realizing this now how much how much difference that makes to get the view of someone who's not who's not wrapped up in your work maybe even has a different speciality entirely you'll see which things really are important which aren't it's a really interesting process and yeah it's something i definitely well, want to do well, more of it's very interesting to me and i i think that's kind of the importance that I want to stress is a place like Reddit is somewhere, you know, like we all kind of want that mentor, if you will. But like you get to a point where you don't need a mentor um, at like the level that you're at, unless you're trying to climb to a different level or something like that. I don't want to say you never need a mentor again once you move on. But like, I think we lose sight of people that are on your level or are there with you that can give you that constructive feedback, not even criticism, just somebody to root through a problem with somebody to bitch with and, and be like, yeah, I'm having yeah. a really fucking hard day. And, and no one understands it because they're just like, dude, you're trying to draw a picture. Just stop drawing. And it's like, well, you don't fucking get it. <laughs> right. Um, actually, I remember so years ago, I painted my daughter a picture and I am no artist in, in that medium at all. I, uh, I printed on a clear sheet, like the image that I wanted, and I actually projected it through a film light and onto a canvas and I used paint markers to do it with. So I found yeah. solutions to my problems, right? Uh, I overcame my own barriers. And as I was painting it, I thought it was finished. I was like, I think this is really good. I was like feathering the, the hard marks from the paint markers. And I think it was done. 
And my partner at the time says to me, you just need to stop because if you continue, you're going to screw it up and be unhappy with it. Stop while you're happy with it. And I, as much as I hate to say it, that that is stuck with me um, forever. Like you have to know when to just be like, that's it. Um, yeah, definitely. It's like, yeah, it's I, mean, like I, think, I think we could all do with someone who's able to do that to step in and say it's it's done. You're just. Yeah. How nice would it be like if you presented a piece to somebody and you're like, what do you think of it? And instead of saying, oh, it's good or I like it or whatever, or even giving you feedback, they just said, this is really complete. You'd be like, what? What? Yeah. You think so? Really? <laughs> it needs nothing? <laughs> like That's almost like the best compliment you can get, right? This is really complete. Yeah. This feels very solid. And it's just thank you so much. <laughs> you know, like, That's so meaningful. And the only people that can give that kind of feedback are artists that understand what you're doing. Other people that are with you that are going through those processes or that understand the significance of that comment. Do you, do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the kind of the, the main thing I was thinking about when I reached out to you initially was work, working as a film composer where you've got a a, a director in charge and their you know their their technical or theoretical knowledge of music might vary massively but they have an opinion of what it should do for their film the place it should have and they're they're just disconnected enough that it's it's easier for them to say this is done that's working it's doing what i need from this part of the film and having that makes it infinitely easier to to reach a goal, to reach that point, you know, it's done. And that's so satisfying. And then the more and more I try to work on this stuff outside of, you know, film, specific film projects, find it harder and harder to finish because no, nobody's telling you it's done. Nobody's telling you it's it's reached that point it needs to be at. It's It's actually super, you bring up another interesting point too. As, as even an editor, right? If I was just editing somebody else's piece, the last step of the edit is finding the proper music. Um, and what I, that's my process. I wait until the last piece, I find the music, and then I kind of go back in and I finesse the edit to better fit the music after the fact. It's an extra step, but I think it's a helpful step. You kind of massage everything together after the fact. You know, it's the little like chef's kiss at the end um but you like if i sent you like a fully edited piece and i said hey jack i just need i need the music here i want something maybe uh tense um anxious and and maybe a bit dreadful here uh, at this midpoint i want things to start to ramp up uh, you are going to ultimately interpret that as a film composer. Whereas I'm interpreting what I'm saying to you. I'm filtering that as an editor or as a director or as whatever, right. Yeah. Or even as a cinematographer and we're not meeting in, in our terminologies. We're not meeting in our feelings. We're not meeting in our analysis of what those things could be necessarily. Right. So yes. that, that opens up that whole different world of viewpoint. 
you know, when I say I want something tense, my definition of tense in film may be different from your definition of tense in film composition or film audio or film score, or whatever. Like, yeah, definitely. Which that that breeds this crazy opportunity for for things to happen. Something really fun, actually, that I think we could do is like edit together different shots, right? From from even one another, like kind of mix things together. And then we could each put music to it and see what the other one comes up with just to see how different it is. Yeah, yeah. How differently two people can interpret the same thing, even two people with kind of similar approaches to this stuff. Right. And experiences, right? Like that would be incredibly interesting just to see how different or similar it is. Cause often in this industry of like creative art, visual art, um, you, you often don't like have the choice of who you're going to work with. Like if you're in a band and you go to the studio, you're going to the studio that your manager found or that your producer found or whatever have you. Um, and you're just, that's the person that you're going to, whether or not you sync up, you're on the clock, you're paying, you know, <laughs> you, you have to trust that human being creatively. And that's a scary thing. And in film, like if I got signed on to direct something right now, I don't necessarily have say over my composer. Right. And then I just have to trust that that's going to come out good. And we're not, you know, six days into just finding the perfect song for the end credits. Right. Yeah. It's a weird world. So I think practicing things like this with people who are already at your level get started on this now learn how to interact with people that are doing things that are, that you're doing and be respectful and learn how to accept the things that they have to give you and ultimately like i think it helps on 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 every level i was i'm so excited to talk to somebody if you can't tell <laughs> that uh that knows this stuff you know it's yeah, been definitely. great and going back to what, what you were saying before about mentors, it's an interesting thing working with someone in a different field, a different discipline. It, it's not about that master and apprentice role anymore because you're, in, you're working on different things. But again, it's, yeah, it's the perspective. It's how it feels to a viewer or a filmmaker or an editor all of that stuff is yeah is so interesting and again with reddit so many people so many people in doing all different kinds of art putting their stuff out there at a similar level where they they just want feedback and they just want interaction and to, mm -hmm. it feels like there's really something there an opportunity to create a, a network of people within that the, oh man, it's so many good points. This is this is why we could do this forever. Like, <laughs> I I so I like I just graduated my my school right, so I'm done. I'm all finished, and now everybody wants to collaborate and get to know one another. And it's like, well, you should have been networking the entire time, you know, and which. I was like, I was working it. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I was one of the, I was one of those people who left uni and then thought, what, what did I do with that time? Why am I, why wasn't I creating then? Yeah. I thought I should have been learning, but 
creating is learning. That's, that's I'm I may end up doing a whole separate podcast about this because the thing that I miss most about school is being held accountable to create, having a deadline where so, a piece is due was yeah. so nice because it just puts you under the gun. You got to make shit. And now I don't have to make shit. So I'm like, well, good, because I don't want to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to go do other shit. <laughs> and it's not good. Like, and I think I've talked about it briefly before, but I think I, I need to get back to it. But the creative piece for all of this is super interesting. The marketing piece, rather, is super interesting because everyone's coming out of the woodwork now to create with one another. And, you know, we're a rather big class. And I don't understand why, why, they weren't connecting before the guy that I actually ended up connecting with the most graduated valedictorian. And I was, I like, I couldn't have been happier. I knew you'll I was going to translate that into English for me. I'm afraid. Valedictorian. Yeah. Oh, Oh Jesus. Um, top of the class. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he graduated. First. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Right. So yeah, he graduated uh, essentially with the best grades. Right. Yeah. So I connected with him the most and he was our top guy. And I was just like, I was so proud. And I knew that I wasn't getting that spot at all. Uh, Cause truth be told, I half-assed college. Like <laughs> I, I didn't, I did not try hard. Um, I graduated with a 3.5 GPA though. So I did, I did pretty good. That's um, it's a B plus average just about. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm perfectly average. <laughs> and there's nothing spectacular about me right i think that's where i came out in the end too hey you know it worked um but so as people are kind of marketing and doing their thing here at the end i, I reached out to a couple of people and my point about all of this is the one person that i really thought i was going to connect with he's a big fan of uh eldritch horror as a genre Right. Um, so HP Lovecraft, Cthulhu, yeah. right? So big fan of all that. And I was like, dude, let's talk because I've read everything several times and I'm a huge fan. And he, uh, I'm not going to name him, but he sent me a bunch of his stuff and I had a bunch of questions. I was like, so, you know, he, he had his setting, um, which was not in New England. Um, his era was this guy that, that he had is a World War One veteran um, that couldn't make the draft to World War Two, And he was like super disappointed. And the character had a lot of meaning and the setting was in New York instead of Boston, uh, which would traditionally be Lovecraft. And the character had a lot of meaning, which, you know, uh, cosmic horror or eldritch horror characters tend to not have a lot of background and a lot of meaning. Um, so I just kind of, I asked him to explain where he was at and, you know, there were just like creative choices that I couldn't wrap my head around. Sure. And, uh, one of the things that, that he chose to do with, with making his protagonist, the war veteran was he wanted to give him post-traumatic stress or, or shell shock as it would have been back then. Actually, I don't even know if it was that back then. I think it was something else. Um, but it wasn't period correct. So just from production value standpoint, he had a lot of work to do. And, and I was like, well, you know, the point of Eldritch Horror is your character slowly goes insane. You don't start them off with kind of like 
a predisposition to it because then we're, we're losing out on the journey. We already know where the destination is as is in the genre. You don't need to make it more apparent that actually takes away. Uh, more interesting would be like a character with a very hearty resolve that dismisses these things and doesn't believe these things. We haven't seen that yet in that genre. Do something new. And he was completely not receptive to the idea, um, which opened my eyes a lot to what what you and I have been talking about and how we've been more open to each other's interpretations of things. And I think it's because we're just different enough in what we create, right? So here's here's this grad who graduated film school with me. He's a filmmaker. So any criticism, he's like, nope, it's my creative decision, whatever, whatever. And he doesn't want to hear it from another filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, ah, there is such a thing as too similar, right? So it kind of harkens back to your point on your your frequent collaborator you're both involved in the same thing you can't kind of separate from it and look at it objectively yeah yeah a a shared mind is great for certain parts of the process but yeah when it comes to that big picture it's it's useless right yeah there's a beauty in the process of getting on the same page if you if you just click and you're on the same page to start with you're just going to validate one another for better or worse, right? Yeah, that's a good weapon. Yeah. You know, you can polish a turd all you want. It's still a piece of shit. <laughs> it can be a very pretty piece of shit. Um, and, and I just, that's what I thought of with this. And I was just like, man, you may think to yourself, you know, uh, as a listener to this and say, that's all well and good, but I graduated with, 200 people that are all extremely creative. And, you know, everyone that I graduated with is the next Francis Ford Coppola. And, you know, and that may be, but could you sit in a room for 10 hours with Francis Ford Coppola, have a beer and enjoy, or have a wine, I should say, and enjoy yourself? And if that answer is no, then it doesn't matter if your best friend from film school is the next Francis Ford Coppola. You guys might not be good for one another. You yeah. might you might want to connect with the person that was always shitting on your student projects because they were able to look at your stuff objectively, but still took the time to criticize your pieces, which means they're a fan and they see something in there to begin with. And I think that's often the hardest part is removing yourself and not going for that person that you may get along with. You know, we're, we're on, we had no business meeting, you and I, you're on the other side of the world, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and because we did, not only do we have this, but all the other chats that we've had about creativity and moving through and all that. Um, that's a long-winded way of saying that I think as you're looking for peer collaborators or even just that peer support of, you know, uh, validating a project or moving through a problem or whatever, don't always just jump on the first thing that jumps out to you. You know, it might be three levels deep. That's where you're going to find your solutions and stuff. I think it's just good to have variety when looking for things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, particularly in a similar sort of thing where I've come out of uni having studied music and a lot of stuff I do send to people for feedback. It's 
people I mates with, people I connected with on my course who have had similar experiences me with as me and are friends with me. And it makes a difference when it's one of your friends who's saying, yeah, it's cool. There's this and this thing about it, but it's good. And yeah, there's only so much you can do with that. Someone yeah, who's not invested in your work at all, even a stranger online. I mean, obviously there's limits to what, what you should take on from random people on the internet. Well, so there's a point where, you know, someone's honesty there or even just, even just getting a taste of what a viewer or a listener, whatever, somebody who doesn't know you is going to feel at first glance. They don't know who you are, what you've worked on before, what you're good or bad at. And that's, yeah, that's what's so interesting about this, this subject, I think. Yeah. I mean, even, even if, you know, you're not the type of person that can kind of go out and, you know, I'm extremely introverted and I just flip a switch to do things like this. Um, we like, you might not be the type of person that can flip that switch, get out there and, you know, quote unquote, make friends, meet peers and do that whole thing. This that's multi-layered. And I would say first and foremost, work hard to try to overcome that to the best of your ability, because this is a collaborative industry, if you will. And if you ever want to do something with it monetarily, you, you got to learn how to talk to people. Um, yeah. It was unfortunate for me. <laughs> I would love to just sit in a cave and be like, I'm making color and film and I'm alone. <laughs> um, waiting for someone to come and knock on the door. And yeah, here's your check. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it does not work that way. There's a lot of hustle um, and a lot of teamwork. So part two of that, though, is in an audio form, I would say upload to SoundCloud, maybe push it on Reddit, Facebook, if you use that. Um, but join Facebook groups. Don't just post it to your wall, because then you're in that closed loop of just the same old people seeing that stuff. You yeah. got to get new eyes on that shit. And if you're in a more visual realm, put it on YouTube. And the reason why I say this and take this away for the love of God, people are more apt to post negative feedback. They will always let you know when they have a problem because we're human beings and we hate being uncomfortable at any level. Um, so if something makes us uncomfortable, we're going to let someone know so they don't do it again. Uh, we also love to be critical and we love to be correct. So people, I think, are more apt to post negative feedback than positive. And that's critical criticism. That is, it's not always constructive, but it can be depending on what you do with it, right? Yeah, yeah you can learn to find the, the useful bits in there. Right. Oh, I hated the color on this. Cool. Instead of saying, instead of just deleting the comment or saying, don't be a jerk or whatever, say, why did you, what did you think was wrong with how I colored this piece? Right. Ask them. They've already invested the time to tell you something about it. Maybe they'll tell you more. And that can lead to something bigger and better as well. Um, I've had tremendous conversations with people that have stuff on Amazon Prime and I was just initially very critical and I was like, why did you choose to do this with like this? And I got a response within five minutes or so. I was like, 
uh-oh. <laughs> now I have to answer for that. You're holding people accountable, right? When you call them back out and say, okay, but why? Like, you better have more thought on this other than just taking a dump on my art, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I found it extremely productive and extremely cool. I don't know if you've ever done anything like that. Like, I do the YouTube thing, the podcast thing, the goddamn. <laughs> it's everywhere. Well, that that's one of the things about like i was saying with reaching out to you initially because i'd i I, i'd been unsure about it thought why why am i why am i spending an hour writing this enormous rambling message to some stranger who might not even read it i'm not generally one of those people who will who will do that who will contribute who will interact um yeah, but then listening to you and listening to what you're saying now about being an introvert, thinking, oh, there's, there's introverts who feel the same way as I do about all of this stuff who still actually manage to, to put things out there, to promote themselves, to do things like start a podcast. So that, that was interesting to realize. And I think also from that, I found even more since we started talking, just you know, I'll, I'll find find people. On the, there's so many different like digital art streams on Reddit or whatever. Just getting in touch with people, saying like, "I just found your work on here. It's really, it's really cool." If you're interested in, if it would be useful to you to, to have have some music or something alongside of it, great. If if you're not interested, just take this as a take this as a compliment. I'm really into what you're doing. And just getting comfortable with doing that and realizing it's, it's not such a big deal reaching out to people. Absolutely. People aren't I mean, always going to respond in that negative way. Yeah, you'll get those situations, but the number of times you see you see an interaction online, particularly, start that way. It's all very black or white. And then as soon as there's a conversation happening, it all softens a little bit and People are having a discussion because, you know, they're all, they're all there for the same reason. They're all interested in this stuff, the process and how it's put together. There's power in reaction. Uh, I've, as a father, I've said this to, to my kids often, like how you react changes everything about the action. Your reaction changes the action and you never want, to be reacting to somebody else, it's much better when they are reacting to you. So what I mean by that is when you're online, there's a snarky comment, if you will, that comes across. You can say, F you, what do you know, blah, blah, blah. Or you can be like, take a minute, right? And say, hey, could you expand more on this? I'm interested in what got you thinking this way in the first place. Yeah, it might not have been expressed very well, but there's a reason they've they've come out with this. They have taken their time and energy and put it into your work, for better or worse. It's your job to dig in and find the nugget that's there in the first place. They're li- they're basically saying to you, the second there's a comment. I have an opinion. I have perspective on this and I potentially have something to offer you. Whether or not you want to receive it, that's up to you. And I think there's a beauty in feedback, just period. 
feedback, which is kind of the whole point of this, right? No matter what that feedback is, it's valuable. And that's why we do it, right? We, you know, it goes back to that masturbatory artist thing. Like we all want feedback. We all want validation. Go out and get you some. Yeah. good to be back i just want to say one more time thank you to jack for making this happen and bearing with me through the crazy time difference being on the other half of the world bearing with me through technology and schedule changes and cancellations and all that craziness so thank you once again to our first ever guest on the Headcanon Podcast, Jack Foran. All of his links to socials and stuff that he wanted to share will be down in the show notes of this episode, so please check that out. He's a very talented individual. Thank you once again, Jack, for making it happen. But speaking of all those crazy schedules, I did just graduate from my bachelor's program in digital cinematography. And now that I have that time freed up, we are back. Like I said, it feels good to be back. So we're going to go back to regular uploads, and I'm going to try to get more guests on the show. Maybe if that's something that you're interested in, you drop me a line. My links are also down below in the show notes, or you can just hit me up by going to jaredbritt.com. That's J-A-R-E-D-B-R-I-T-T.com. And you can find all my information right there. So stay tuned. we got a lot of good stuff coming up. And I hope you are all safe and well. Thank you for listening to the Headcanon Podcast.